Chapter 22 Then walked in his front door a little after lunchtime, when they'd woken up at Elevenam Catherine, immediately climbed on him, and rode him through three orgasms for her and two for him. They left the hotel feeling well satisfied, if a little worn out. They hadn't used any of their precious time for eating, so Ben was famished. Tina rushed to the front door, and Ben gave her a big hug and a kiss. She smiled up at him, then took his overnight bag from him and put it in his bedroom. When he walked into the kitchen to make himself something to eat, Tina came rushing back into the room and directed him to the kitchen table. He grinned at her eagerness. He asked for a sandwich, and she immediately moved to make him one. While she prepared him lunch, the phone rang and he got up to get it. He had to direct Tina back to the counter as she leapt to get to the phone first. Hello? Hello, Mr. Shepherd. This is Lisa McKellen. Hi, Lisa. Tina looked over curiously. Laurie and I were wondering if it would be all right for us to come speak with you today. I'm just sitting down to lunch, so how about Honem? Thank you. That would be great. See you then, she hung up. Do you have any idea what Lisa and Laurie will be coming over to say? I hope there is an apology in there somewhere. If they think they can seduce their way out of this mess, then nothing's improved. Did you talk to them about what they'd done wrong? Did they seem to get it? I did tell them I was very disappointed in myself for letting them convince me that it would be a good thing to get in bed with you and Mrs. King. I told them I wanted to stay friends with them. I told them I wanted to stay friends with them. I do not know what they want to speak about today. I hope they have learned to be better. Tina said nervously as she brought Ben his lunch. He kissed her forehead and tucked into his lunch. One o'clock found him sitting in the living room, reviewing the online engineering forums to see if any of the requests he'd flagged had been answered. He saw two had been so he cleared them from his list. Three others remained outstanding, and one had an update from the frustrated author pleading for assistance. He updated the item with a note indicating he was on it. The doorbell rang, and Tina answered it. Soon the twins were being ushered into the living room, and they took a seat on the couch facing Ben. Good afternoon, ladies, Ben said. Good afternoon, Mr. Shepherd, they replied. They looked at each other, and it seemed that Lisa was voted to speak for them both. We just wanted to let you know that we are very sorry for getting into bed with you and Mrs. King, Lisa said contritely. Ben waited but there didn't seem to be anything more. He sighed inwardly. Why? Ben asked. Lisa blinked and glanced quickly at Laurie. Why? she asked him. Why are you sorry? he said calmly. Lisa was starting to look very nervous. Because we weren't invited to get in your bed, Laurie blurted. Ben looked at the two young women and wondered how they'd grown up to be such lovely and pleasant women without a better grasp of how their actions might be seen by others, and how they'd need to take responsibility for those actions. Lisa was looking very nervous now, bordering on panic. That triggered Ben's curiosity. What did your mother say to you? he asked. Then the panic definitely kicked in. Never mind. Is your mother home? Ben asked, and Lisa nodded. Stay here. I'll be right back, he growled and they nodded meekly. Ben slipped his coat and boots on and walked over to Daphne's house. She answered the door and ushered him in. They sat on the couch in the playroom. 
Your girls came over to apologize, but they still don't seem to grasp their part in this. What did you tell them? Ben asked. Daphne looked like she'd had a bad night's sleep and was still a little shaken up. She looked up at Ben with pleading eyes. I'm so sorry, Ben. Scott was the disciplinarian in the house. I was never good at it, so I wasn't allowed to punish the girls. That was Scott's job, but once they got old enough they knew they had their father wrapped around their little finger, most of the time. There was only one thing I had left. That I could use to control them. It's their dream to run a daycare. I told them that you were my silent partner and that you told me they couldn't work here until they understood the ramifications of their actions. Damn it, Daphne. You know how I feel about lying. I can't be part of this, Ben growled. Daphne clung to Ben's arm desperately. It isn't a lie. It isn't. You're not a financial silent partner. You're a moral silent partner. You're absolutely right. Until they can grasp why what they did was wrong and their responsibility for it. They can't work here. I didn't know what else to do. I'm not equipped to discipline them and they're adults now. They've needed a strong hand in their upbringing and I can see now that they didn't have it. Please help me, she begged with tears in her eyes. Ben rocked back. I, I've never been a parent. I'm no expert when it comes to disciplining, he muttered uncomfortably. You have done an amazing job with Tina. They need the same firm hand. You know they listen to you, Daphne pleaded. Only because they want to have sex with me, he shouted. She seemed to collapse in on herself and began to cry. Ben reached his own breaking point. He pulled her up against his chest and she gasped, then clung to him as she cried. Ben rocked her gently and eventually her tears stopped and she just cuddled against him. I'm so sorry, Ben, she mumbled against his chest. He hushed her and thought about what he was going to do. He really wanted to speak with Gabriella, but her flight wasn't getting in until 10 Pam. In the meantime, he needed to help Daphne. He sighed. Okay, I'll play the moral silent partner. I agree the daycare was the best leverage you have for controlling them. I seriously believe you did the right thing, telling them they were out. Now that I know what they were after, and why I can work with this. However, I can't promise they will cooperate. You're right. They aren't kids any longer. You say they need a firm hand. I can do that but understand one thing. We have to be unified in our efforts. You can't cave in when they come whining to get their way, and you know they will. Daphne looked at Ben with a worried expression. If it makes it easier for you, you can tell them it's my decision. If they were my daughters, this is exactly what I would be telling them, he growled, and Daphne sighed with relief. Ben, if they were your daughters, they wouldn't be like this, Daphne replied. He took Daphne's chin between his fingers and looked her in the eye. Tell me you are going to support me in this. If you aren't going to do your part, I might as well walk away, he said sternly. Yes, Ben. I will support you. Thank you, she said timidly. Don't thank me until it works. I have to go back to my place and set the girls straight on where they stand. They may just tell me to go to hell, but that will be their choice, Ben thought for a minute. I want you to write up an ad looking for two daycare staff to replace them. Do it now, so it will be ready when they get home. Leave it on the counter here, so they'll see it 
they need to know how seriously they are jeopardizing their future with their behavior. Daphne's eyes were wide with surprise, but she nodded. Ben left and went back to his house. The twins were still on the couch when he walked back into the living room. They sat up straight and looked at him hopefully when he dropped himself into the chair across from them. That hopeful look faded quickly when they saw Ben's annoyed look. So you thought you could just drop by and say a few apologies and your mother would hear that I was satisfied and you'd get to work in the wonderful new daycare we built. Sorry, that's not going to happen. As of this moment, neither of you has proven you won't be a bad influence on the children of this children of the daycare, Ben said firmly. That's not fair. We worked so hard for this, Lisa yelled. You want it so you should have it? Is that what you're saying? Ben asked. Yes. No. I mean we deserve it, Lisa blurted. Would you smoke in front of these kids? Curse. Take drugs? Ben said. Of course not, Laurie barked. Why not? He immediately asked. Because they have young, impressionable minds, and they shouldn't be exposed to those things, Lisa explained. What about stealing? Lying? Bullying? Sharing hurtful gossip? Would you do those things in front of the kids? Ben asked. No, for the same reason, Lisa growled. Yet you'll do things that hurt and embarrass people and not grasp you've done anything wrong or owe them an apology. How are you going to protect their impressionable minds against your selfish, thoughtless actions? He saw the twins take a moment to process that. We wouldn't do that around them, Lisa stumbled. Do what? he pressed. Thoughtless stuff, Lisa mumbled. Ben sat back, waiting for them to think it through. She looked at him, and he saw comprehension in her eyes at last. He nodded to her. Lisa looked like she was just getting angrier, until Laurie took her hand and pulled her to her feet. Lisa took one look at her sister's tear-filled eyes and froze in confusion. With a final look back at Ben Laurie, pulled her sister from the room, and they made their way home. Ben hoped Laurie could help Lisa make that cognitive leap. Now, if Daphne had done her part and written the ad for the ladies to see the severity of their situation, it may just be enough of a catalyst to drive home the point. Ben doubted it would cure them from years of getting away with whatever bad behavior they desired, but it would plant a seed, at least. Vigilance would be required to ensure they didn't slip back to their old ways. Daphne said they needed a firm hand. He could do that. He felt a gentle touch between his eyes and looked up to see Tina using her fingertip to smooth away the crinkled skin there caused by his frown. You looked too serious, Tina said with a sweet smile as she stood beside his chair. Ben scooped her into his arms and pulled her over the arm of the chair to lie across his lap. What should I do to you to make me happier? He growled playfully. Anything, anything you want, she gasped, loving the feel of his arms around her body. Just then, Christopher woke from his nap and began to call out for his mom. It was Tina's turn to frown, and Ben kissed away the little wrinkles it made between her eyes. Motherhood cares not for the needs of the woman, Ben teased. I will make it up to you later, 
Can you arrange babysitting for a night next week? She nodded quickly with a big grin on her face, then dashed off to see to her son. Then looked at the clock and saw there were hours left in the afternoon. He could use to work on that engineering project. He planned on picking up Gabriella at the airport, but he'd promised her to pick up Miriam and Daniel first. He took out his cell and sent a quick text to both to get them to send him the addresses of their friends' houses. Then he headed down to his workshop. Three hours later, Ben looked up from his drafting table. His head was filled with the work, and it took him a moment to realize someone was knocking on the door to his workshop. He got up and answered. Tina was standing there with Christopher on her hip. Dinner is ready, I knocked, but you did not answer. It made me worried, she said with a sad look. I'm sorry, Tina. I'll leave the door open when I'm in here in the future. Old habits, he gave her a kiss on the lips and Christopher a kiss on the forehead and followed them upstairs after locking his workshop. The boy was a delight through dinner, but by the end he was yawning and nodding, so Tina took him to his crib. The moment she was out of the room, Ben quickly gathered up all of the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. He tidied the kitchen and washed and dried the casserole dish after putting the leftovers in the fridge. When Tina returned, Ben was standing with his back to the counter with a big smile. Tina looked around and walked past Ben to wipe down the counters. Damn it! I knew I missed something, he grinned. She arched a brow at him and gave him a small smile. She went back to cleaning and Ben admired her pert-ass cheeks in the tight yoga pants. That was something he was very grateful the twins introduced Tina to. When she reached the island, Ben slipped up behind her and pinned her to the counter with the hard ridge in his pants. She gasped and went still. I have an hour before I have to head out to pick up Gabriella's kids, then her from the airport. Since we both seem to have some free time, I thought it might be nice to give you a little preview of our next date night. He slid his hands up from her waist, under her shirt, around her torso, and her torso, and her torso, and cupped her breasts. Tina sighed and wiggled ass against Ben's cock. He rubbed his stiffness up and down the crack of her ass, and she began to breathe heavily. Ben felt her nipples stiffen under his fingers. He gave them a gentle squeeze and tug, and Tina moaned and bent forward over the island, following the pull of his hands. Ben moved his hands back down and pulled her yoga pants down in one tug. Tina sucked in her breath, then moaned as she felt his breath on her ass cheeks. He slipped the pants completely off, then slid her panties down her legs, following them with kisses. Tina squirmed and tried to thrust back, but Ben held her against the island with one hand while the other pulled the panties past her feet. He stood and lifted her until her stomach was lying on the island and her ass was perched on the edge. This lifted her feet from the ground, so she was trapped over the edge of the island and completely at his mercy. A deep shiver went through her body as his left hand rested on her lower back, pinning her to the surface. She yelped when she felt his teeth on her ass. Not painful, but surprising, and she felt herself beginning to get very wet. She jolted again as Ben ran his finger through the wetness on her pussy lips. His touch sent sparks through her body, and she moaned loudly. 
he moved the wet finger up her crack to rub circles around the sensitive spot between her pussy and her anus. She laid her forehead against the cool stone of the island's top and began to pant in anticipation as his fingertip brushed closer and closer to her ass. Soon, his finger would rub her tingling rosebud. She wanted that so much. When Ben's tongue pressed against it, instead, her surprise was so great, she cried out in Korean, and her legs attempted to lift up, but Ben had her trapped in her current position. He kept up the lapping, flicking, and probes with his tongue, until Tina thought she'd go mad. Ben slipped two fingers into her drenched pussy and began to pump them in and out, slowly, stroking her clit at the bottom of every thrust. His fingers began to make wet sucking noises, and Tina stopped making coherent words, aside from his name. When he pulled them out and stopped licking, Tina cried out for him to keep going, as she was getting so close. She couldn't see what he was doing so, when the heat from the head of his cock slid into her wet pussy, she squealed and jolted against the hard surface once more. Ben had wiped his slippery fingers all over his cock, so he was well lubricated from her juices. Still, he took it slow and used short strokes to gradually force his thick cock deeper into her pussy while rubbing his thumb over her slick anus. Tina was becoming frantic. She wanted to push back against him, but she could only lay there while Ben held her down against the surface of the island and took his pleasure from her. His control over her body was complete, and she loved it. When she thought she couldn't take any more, Ben slammed his cock all the way in and pushed his slick thumb into her ass at the same time. Tina opened her mouth in a silent scream and began to shake uncontrollably as an intense orgasm rocked her body and overloaded her senses. Ben slapped his pelvis against her ass with quick little strokes while his thumb mirrored the motions in her ass. Finally, he slipped his thumb from her and began to pump his cock with long, fast strokes to reach his own orgasm. Tina wailed as peak after peak surged through her. When Ben's cock erupted inside her, she collapsed against the cool surface of the island and felt her body shudder through its aftershocks. Ben's thick cock filled her up completely as he pressed himself tight against her ass. God, she loved the feel of him stretching her pussy, and she loved being completely under his control. She purred with satisfaction. When he lifted her from the surface of the island, she realized he wasn't done. He held her pinned to his chest and carried her down the hall to his bedroom. He pulled her shirt off and socks off, all while holding her against him with one arm and his cock buried deep in her pussy. His movements were starting a new cycle of tingles down below. He tugged his shirt off over his head as his pants, underwear, and sock were back on the kitchen floor. Ben stepped into the shower and got the water going nice and hot. He stepped in with Tina and lifted her up and off of his cock. She gasped and shook, and when she recovered, she was being lifted into his arms, facing him. The head of Ben's cock found its way back to her wet opening, and he slid it all the way in to the base in one stroke, causing her to cry out. His hands gripped her ass cheeks tightly, and she sighed at the feel of his hands on her again. He lifted her up until just the head was inside. 
Tina's lips were captured by Ben's mouth as he hungrily kissed her. Her mind spun from the raw sensuality. His tongue dipped into her mouth and caressed hers. She immediately began to suck on his tongue, feverishly as Ben began to make short shallow strokes on the top half of his cock. He moved his right hand to the middle of her ass and slid his left up to the back of her head and into her hair. He took a good grip on her long black locks and gently pulled her back from the kiss. Then he began to lift and drop her on his hard cock. Tina curled her legs around his body and braced her heels over his ass. She could feel the strength there as he pounded into her. Her clit was slapping into her. Her clit was slapping into Ben on each downstroke, bringing her to another orgasm quickly. She felt Ben's muscles begin to tighten, signalling his imminent release. Then he was exploding within her, and he slipped a finger into her ass as he lifted her up for another stroke. Tina's teeth clenched, and she bared them as her body vibrated from another titan orgasm ripping through her. Ben felt Tina shake in his grip, her pussy gripping his cock tightly before her muscles went limp. He slid her up his body, and his spent cock popped free of her gushing pussy. Ben rested her head on his shoulder and turned her back to the main spray while his right hand cleaned her as best he could. He stepped out of the shower and grabbed a couple of the big towels and wrapped Tina's resting body in one. He placed the other one out on the bed and laid the woman out on it. Then he hustled back to the shower and quickly washed up. After he dried off, he tossed his towel on the floor next to the bed to dry off the floor, where he dripped and saw Tina was still resting. He quickly brushed his teeth and got dressed. Looking at the clock, he saw he still had a few minutes, so he breathed a sigh of relief. That was a little preview. I do not think I will survive the date, Tina said sleepily from the bed. Yeah, sorry, I got carried away a little, but you bring that out in me, Ben apologized. He leaned over and gently kissed her lips. I have to go pick up the kids now. Then I'm off to the airport to pick up Gabriella. I'll probably be back late tonight. Or not until the morning, Tina said sweetly. Go! He kissed her again and headed out. Once he was in his truck, he punched in the location for Miriam's friend's house. It was the closer of the two and only took 20 minutes to reach the house. He sent a quick text to Daniel saying he was on his way and punched in the address of his friend's place. Then he walked up to the door and rang the doorbell. Seconds later, the door opened and Ben was looking down into the wide eyes of a pretty young woman with beautiful chocolate brown skin. Ben smiled. Hi, I'm Ben. You must be Carlene. Carlene didn't say a word. She just stood there gaping. Carlene, where are your manners? Let the man in. A woman's voice said from the living room. Carlene came out of her daze at the sound of her mother's voice and stepped back. Ben smiled and followed her inside. When the mother stepped around the corner into the foyer, she froze as she took in the big man standing in her hallway. Hello, I'm Ben, Miriam's neighbor, he said. The woman visibly gathered herself and stepped forward with a broad smile and shook his hand. I'm Michelle, her neighbor. Yes, 
I've lived next door to the Wallaces for years. I'll be right down Ben, Miriam's voice called out from somewhere upstairs. Would you like to sit down while you wait? Michelle asked. Sure, Ben said, and slipped off his boots. They sat in the living room, Ben in a chair and Michelle beside her daughter on the sofa. The young woman still hadn't said anything but also hadn't taken her eyes off Ben. For a second, is your daughter always this quiet? he asked. Michelle laughed and Carlene looked flustered. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tease, Ben apologized to the young woman. It's okay, Miriam described you, but she didn't say you were so. The girl suddenly stopped as she realized she was talking herself into a corner. Tall? Ben offered. Yes, Carleen gushed in relief. I've heard that a few times, he smiled. So what do you do, Ben? Michelle asked. I'm a semi-retired mechanical engineer. Semi-retired? Her brows rose. I like to solve puzzles, so I keep an ear to the ground for interesting projects and create solutions for them. I'm an independent, so I work whatever hours I deem are required, Ben said, and stopped when he caught himself staring at the two women on the couch. It was uncanny how closely they looked alike. I'm sorry for staring, but I don't think I've ever seen such a close resemblance between and mother and daughter in my life. You could be twin sisters. Both women brightened significantly with Ben's comment. Carlane, for being compared with a more mature woman, and Michael, for being seen as someone so young. Ben thought they looked even more similar when they smiled, and his appreciation must have shown on his face, as their smiles just got bigger. Then he realized that what he'd said sounded a lot like flirting, and he blushed. Miriam came to Ben's rescue as she arrived in the doorway with her overnight bag. All ready to go, she said, and saw her friend and friend's mom beaming at Ben, who had a fierce blush on his face. She sighed and turned to the mother. Thank you so much for letting me stay over, Mrs. Bennet. Ben stood up, and two ladies did as well. You are more than welcome to stay over any time, Miriam, and feel free to bring your charming neighbour along next time as well. She smiled at the big man. Miriam just smiled and pulled Ben's arm to lead him back to the front door. He slipped his boots on while Miriam gave her friend a hug. Whispers and giggles ensued. Then she was ready, and they left waving. Once they were on their way to Daniel's friend's place, Miriam turned to Ben. I thought your mother would appreciate it if we all met her at the airport, Ben said. Oh, I thought you were dropping us off at home first, she said, surprised. I could but don't you think she'd like to see more smiling faces, Ben smiled. Miriam waited in the car while Ben went to the door to pick up Daniel. This time the door was answered by a woman, Rick's mom, he assumed. He saw her eyes widen then narrow as she looked at him. Hi, I'm Ben, Daniel's neighbour. I'm picking him up for his mom, he said. The woman was likely in her forties and super buff. Obviously, she'd put in a lot of hours on hardening her muscles and losing body fat. There wasn't an ounce of it on her, and she was displaying quite a bit of that toned body, wearing her spandex workout clothes. Her short brunette hair hung down and curled in at her neck. She had piercing, but lovely pale blue eyes, and a strong nose, definitely the most prominent features on her face. 
Ah, yes. He mentioned that you'd be by. Please come in. I'm Gwen, the woman said. Ben stepped inside and immediately felt the heat. The furnace must have been cranked up so she could walk around the house, dressed semi, naked like that. He slipped his jacket off of his shoulders and held it in one hand. She passed her eyes hesitantly over his chest, muscles filling his shirt so well, then turned her head and yelled, Down the hall! Boys, pack up your stuff, Daniel. Jaw, it's time to go, honey. We call him Daniel now, Ben said. What? Gwen asked. We don't say Junior anymore. Just Daniel, Ben corrected her gently. His name when he was born was Daniel. Junior, why isn't that good enough now? She pushed. Since the passing of his father, his and his mother's wishes are to call him Daniel. So that is what we do. It's about respect, Ben explained quietly. He was becoming a little annoyed with her belligerence. His father now. There's a piece of work, she growled. Wah! Hoo! Hoo! Whoa! Let's start over. Hi, my name is Ben. I am here to pick up my neighbor's son, Daniel. Not to be disrespectful. Not to be disrespectful. Not to speak ill of the dead. Just a friendly little visit while he collects his stuff, Ben said exasperatedly. Sorry, I've been a little on edge this weekend. Daniel told me all about your situation, and I gotta tell you I'm not impressed. She began with the apology, but ended with aggression again. My situation? Ben asked, puzzled. You're dating his mom, and your other neighbor, and you have a live enslave, she said, jabbing him in the chest with a finger as her face flushed with anger. Whoa-hoo! Hold on there! I do not have a slave, Ben growled back. Daniel showed up with his friend Rickwith at that moment. Both were wide-eyed. Ben turned to Daniel. Did you call Tina a slave? He asked incredulously. No, I said. You live with the submissive, Daniel replied calmly. Oh, okay. Thank you. Please go sit in the car. I'll be right out, Ben said, and heard Gwen choke on her anger. Rick, go to your room, she said, and he left. The moment he was gone, she was back in Ben's face. What kind of example are you setting for those kids? Isn't it bad enough that they lost their scumbag father? Now you have to treat their mother like a whore. Ben was rocked back by the venom in her anger. His own anger swelled, but he realized a shouting match would help no one and he really didn't have time. He took a deep cleansing breath and released his tension on the exhale. Gabriella is not a whore. She is a strong, intelligent, independent and loving woman who loves me. I cherish her with all of my heart. I show her utmost respect because she deserves it. The woman I live with is a submissive. It wasn't Daniel's place to disclose her nature as that was disrespectful to Tina. She also deserves and gets my love and respect. Don't mistake submissiveness to slavery. She has complete freedom to do as she pleases and love who she pleases and has chosen to grace my life for now. She also has a brilliant mind and a loving heart. I'm not about to waste my loving heart. I'm not about to waste my time trying to enlighten your closed mind. I can see you already have hate and pain in your heart. I doubt very much I was the cause that put it there, but I'm very sorry you have to bear it. Good night. He turned to leave and made it as far as the front door. 
Ben's genuine words and calm tone hit Gwen harder than his fists could have. She'd been prepared if he got physically violent. It was why she'd been working out before he arrived. Daniel had mentioned Ben relationships shortly after he'd arrived on the Friday afternoon, and she'd had all weekend to build her anger, the picture she'd formed of him in her mind, and the words she planned on using to confront him had raced through her head for days. She'd been expecting to confront a misogynistic bastard like her ex had been. When Ben showed up looking like her fantasies come true, it had thrown her off her game a little. She rallied and had just begun her attack when he derailed her again, with his sincere words. When he got to the part of being sorry about the pain in her heart, it was too much for her, and she collapsed to the floor and began to cry as he walked away. Ben wanted to just leave the house, but the tears of a woman had always been his Achilles' heel. He turned around and walked back to the woman and knelt down beside her. Please don't cry. I'm sorry if I've hurt your feelings, he said, and her tears just got worse, not knowing what else to do. He did what he always did. He gathered the woman up against his chest and held her while she cried. God, she'd missed this. To be held in the strong arms of a man who genuinely cared, she let it all out and clung to him like a lifeline. Five minutes later, there was a gentle tap on the outer door. Ben and Gwen looked over to see Miriam looking at them curiously. Gwen rubbed her eyes and apologized as she gathered herself. Ben stood up and easily pulled Gwen to her feet. She marveled at his strength, then saw the tear stains on the shoulder of his shirt. Oh, I'm so sorry about your shirt. Let me get you a replacement. She hustled away and returned in seconds with a red flannel work shirt. It should fit. My ex was a big man too. Ben undid the buttons on his shirt and took it off. He wiped his shoulder with it and thanked the dazzled woman as he took the red shirt from her nerveless fingers and put it on. It fit well, though he couldn't button the few top buttons. Let me wash that for you, she said, plucking his tear-stained shirt from his fingers. Listen, sorry about the things I said. You're right, there is a lot of pain and hate in my heart, put there by the man whose shirt you're now wearing. But he's out of my life, and you aren't him, so you didn't deserve the anger. I don't understand your relationships with these women, but I shouldn't. Have judged you. It's okay. Sorry, I have to go now as I'm picking up Gabriella from the airport. Are you going to be all right? He asked. She smiled, putting a hand on the hard muscles of his arm and relaxed. Yes, thank you. I'll get this back to you this week, okay? Sure. No rush, Ben smiled and left. As they pulled out of the driveway, Miriam saw the woman standing in the front window, clinging to Ben's shirt, close enough to get his scent. She recalled her mother behavior with Ben's sweater, and she gave Ben a quick worried look, which he thankfully didn't see. They got to the arrivals area, ten minutes after Gabriella's plane arrived, but she still had to go through customs. Daniel? Ben said to get his attention. Yes, Ben. Why were you discussing my relationships with Rick's mother? She asked, who was picking me up, so I told her that you were going to do it. She asked me who you were, and I said that you were my mother's boyfriend, and my neighbor's boyfriend, and you lived with Tina, who is a submissive, the boy said in a matter-of-fact tone. I see. 
may I request that you refrain from mentioning Tina's submissive nature in future conversations. It wasn't respectful to her to mention it to someone she doesn't know. People form incorrect opinions of Tina before they get to know her if you apply a label that most people don't understand. Oh, I'm sorry. That makes sense. Thank you, Ben. While we are discussing social etiquette, perhaps it will be easier for people if you conclude your description of who I am by just mentioning my relationship with your mother. I'm certainly not ashamed of any of the relationships I'm in, but once again misunderstandings can be easily avoided if you restrict your descriptions to those which you are directly related to, in this case your mother. It's much more polite as well, because describing relationships you are not related to can be construed as gossip. Ben saw the young man absorb this and nod. Again, this makes sense to me. Thank you, Ben. No, thank you, Daniel. The boy smiled back at him, and Ben couldn't help think of the two cartoon gophers, Mac and Tosh, whose conversations were ever so polite. He was getting used to speaking with Daniel this way. Miriam suddenly started to jump up and down, and Daniel joined in. There was Gabriella walking through the doors towards them with her small suitcase and garment bag. Her face lit up with joy to see her children with Ben, and she rushed forward to gather them into her arms after Ben snagged the bags from her. Oh, Ben, this is a wonderful surprise. Thank you so much, she gushed. I thought you might like to see their smiling faces tonight, he smiled. Yes, I did. Now let's get them home as they have school tomorrow, she said, and got groans from the two. The drive home was filled with the kids, telling their mom about their weekend. Just before they got to their neighborhood, Miriam mentioned Mrs. Bennett's invitation, and spotting Mrs. Bennett's invitation, and spotting Mrs. Adams crying on Ben. Ben understood. She was protecting her mother, so he wasn't offended. Before Gabriella could chastise Miriam for telling on Ben, he spoke up. I mentioned to Mrs. Bennett how closely she resembled her daughter. Have you seen those two side by side? It's uncanny. I didn't realize that would be construed as flirting. As for Mrs. Adams, she was informed about our unique relationship by Daniel. I guess she had a bad experience with her ex-husband and said some angry things when I got there. She's carrying some bad emotional damage, so I explained why she was wrong, and that I was sorry for her pain, and she began to cry. I didn't know what else to do so. I hugged her. She has his shirt, Miriam added. Gabriella looked over the seat at her daughter, and saw a girl mimicking the woman smelling it. Ben couldn't see this as Miriam was seated behind him. She cried all over mine, and it was soaked. Luckily, her ex was almost the same size as me, and she had a spare shirt, Ben explained, oblivious to the looks passing between mother and daughter. Gabriella finally just smiled at Miriam, who was satisfied that all was still well between her mother and Ben, so she smiled back at her mother. Ben drove into Gabriella's driveway. Gabriella asked Ben to come inside so she could fill him in on the business trip. Once inside, she directed her kids to brush their teeth then get to bed immediately afterwards. She gave them kisses. Miriam stopped in front of Ben, and he bent down so she could kiss his cheek. He kissed her cheek back and she blushed. Not to be outdone by his sister, Daniel stopped for a handshake from Ben, 
Then the kids raced upstairs. Gabriella watched them go with a loving smile. They walked into the living room, and she grabbed him in a tight hug. Ben, you are such a genius. Arriving on the personal jet was perfect. I got the contract. I put on my big movie star shades and stepped off the plane in my sharpest business dress with a bored look on my face, and they were practically kissing my feet. I looked like money, so they definitely wanted to do business with me. I played it professional and cool, like I was flying in for a number of business meetings, and just squeezed them in. My commission on the sales of their items is five better than I was getting from the previous supplier. My distribution chain was thrilled by the replacement. Products when I contacted them from the jet. Oh yes, they were very impressed when they saw I was video conferencing them from a private jet. They agreed to expand the territory for the products from just the West Coast to include their East Coast stores as well. I was able to amend the contract and get the signed contracts while I flew back. She leapt in his arms and they laughed. That's amazing news. I knew you could save your business deal, and it sounds like you made it even better, Ben gushed. All because of you. No, be fair. All I did was put you nine in a plane. You did everything else. The deal would not have happened unless you were driving it forward. You took the opportunity and made it pay off, Ben insisted. Gabriella just looked up in his earnest face in adoration. She put her hand on the back of his neck and pulled him down for a kiss. He captured her lush lips with his, and her tongue slipped into his mouth. He gently sucked on the tip of her tongue and pulled her body tight against his. She moaned and pushed him back to catch her breath. Can you stay tonight? she asked. Ben thought of Tina's earlier comment and smiled. Yes. Gabriella took his hand and led him upstairs. The kids' bedrooms were at the opposite end of the hallway, so they had some privacy. Their doors were closed and their lights were off, so Ben followed Gabriella into the master bedroom. She closed and locked the door behind herself. Ben raised an eyebrow, and she grinned wickedly at him. We didn't get to finish our date on Friday, she said seductively. Yes, it was rather rudely interrupted, he agreed with a smile. Gabriella prowled up to stand before Ben. She reached up and began to undo the buttons on his shirt. Ben, I want to do something special for you. The last time we made love, you kissed me down there, and I'd never experienced that before. It was incredible. This time I'd like to return the favor, but I have to warn you. And let me know what you like. Would that be okay? She looked up in his eyes as she leaned forward to kiss his nipples, as she pushed his shirt off of his shoulders. All Ben could do was nod. He let the shirt fall to the floor, as the tip of her tongue teased his nipples. She took one between her lips as her hands worked on his belt. His breath was hissing between his teeth as she moved to his other nipple and gently bit it, bringing a groan from him. Gabriella kissed her way down his hard stomach as she slid his pants, underwear, and socks down his legs. He stepped out of his clothes as she knelt before him and she tossed them aside. Gabriella looked at Ben's hard cock and trembled nervously. She had no idea where to start. She looked up at him questioningly. Take it in your hands, he said. She took a grip down near the base and gently cupped his balls in her hand. She marveled at the heat of his cock and the weight of his sack. 
she gently rolled his balls between her fingers, feeling their shape and texture. Curiously, she ran her tongue across the surface and felt movement within. A little thrill zinged up her spine as she sucked one of his balls into her mouth. Be careful of your teeth. Sharp teeth and men's parts are not friends. Ben gasped as he watched her roll his testicle around on her tongue. Gabriella's beautiful green eyes twinkled with joy as she realized she really enjoyed this. She loved feeling his cock jump in her hand in response to her tonguing him. She switched to the other one and felt his cock become even harder in her hand. It was so sexy. She moaned causing Ben to moan as the vibrations felt wonderful. Ben's eyes closed as she worked on his balls. No one besides Shelley had spent this much time on that area. While Shelley was incredibly talented, he put Gabriella at the top of this class. Gabriella released his testicle and saw it was covered with her spit. She ran the flat of her tongue across both balls, licking up towards his shaft. She moved her hand upwards as her tongue licked its way up the hot underside of his cock. Ben's breath was coming out in gasps, and she took that to mean he was enjoying what she did. She turned her head sideways and kissed the bulging ridge running along the underside of his cock. She slid her lips up and down, rubbing the ridge against the flat, smooth surface of her teeth. Nothing sharp there except the intake of Ben's breath as her lips caressed his cock. She took a grip at the base again as she kissed and licked her way upwards to the thick mushroom cap on top of his cock. She was fascinated by its appearance, its softness and firmness, and its taste. She teased the ridge of the head with the tip of her tongue and felt his cock twitch again in her hands. Ben was moaning almost continuously now, running his hands though her thick soft hair, but not trying to direct her actions in any way. She loved the control she had over him and how much pleasure she was giving him. Her pussy was drenched and it took everything she had to keep her hands away from herself. Finally, she positioned her mouth over the head of his cock. It would be a tight fit, but she thought she could do it. Her mouth began to water in anticipation. Remember teeth, he said between pants. Gabriella pressed her lips to the tip of his cock and was surprised to feel a wet, sticky substance beaded at the opening. She smeared it across her lips, then slowly slid them over the head, taking the cap into her mouth. She moaned with the head resting on her tongue, and Ben reacted to the vibrations with a shiver that ran through his body. She didn't know what to do with her tongue, so she just ran it back and forth across his skin on the underside of the head. Ben gasped once more. She began to slide her lips over the head and down the shaft a little more with each stroke. She was able to get almost half of his cock into her mouth. Ben was breathing very hard by this point. She looked up at him with his cock deep in her mouth, and he groaned at how sexy that looked. Ben reached down and took her hand, which was gripping the bottom of his shaft, and he directed her to begin pumping the bottom half of his shaft as she sucked the top half. She caught on immediately and got into a pattern. The spit running down the shaft made her hand slide more easily over his flesh, and he began to make an involuntary pumping motion with his hips to get more of his cock into her mouth. She tried to go further down his shaft, 
but her gag reflex kicked in. She tried again and gripped his cock where her lips would reach before the gagging began. She pulled completely off and looked at where her fingers ringed his shaft. She was amazed to see that she was past halfway point, not much, but some. Gabriella looked up at him with a fierce joy in her eyes and saw the feverish look in his. He was close, and that sent a definite thrill through her. She immediately slid her lips over his cock and began to make fast strokes from the head down to where her hand rested. She pumped her mouth over him faster and faster. Gabriella, oh my god, Gabriella, you're going to make me come, Ben moaned deeply with his hands tangled in her hair. She felt tremors running through his legs, so she increased her pace. Oh god, I'm coming, Ben groaned and the first shot fired as she pulled up to the head of his cock. She froze, as she hadn't considered what to do when he actually came. Jet after jet splashed into her mouth and coated her tongue as she squealed. Gabriella kept her mouth over the throbbing head of his cock, and she used her hands to pump the last few surges from him until he calmed. She pulled the head of his cock out between her closed lips carefully and got one last drop from it. She looked up at him and wondered what she should do with the large load she had in her mouth. You can go into the ensuite to spit that out if you like, he suggested, pointing to the bathroom, then watched her swallow a few times. Her face made some odd expressions as he watched her with surprise. A little saltier than I was expecting, but I think I could get used to that, she smiled at Ben. Ben lifted her to her feet and undressed her quickly. As the clothes fell, his lips found and kissed the exposed skin. He paid special attention to her stiff nipples and returned the favour until she was moaning and pulling at Hines' hair. He moved downwards. As he slid her sodden panties down, he pressed his mouth to her pussy and she grabbed the back of his head, pushing his mouth against her more firmly. Ben stood up and carried Gabriella to the bed. He laid her on her back, then pushed her legs up so he could get his mouth on her pussy more easily. He ran the flat of his tongue over her lips, and each time he stroked across her stiff nub of flesh, her legs jolted. He dipped his tongue deeply into her, fucking her with his tongue, and she began to whimper. Ben, please, God, I need you inside me. Please, she moaned. Keeping her legs braced back, Ben moved up until his stiff cock was positioned at the opening of her wet pussy. He slid himself across her lips, dragging himself across her clit. Gabriella dropped her head back on the mattress as shocks went through her body and she moaned deeply. Please, please, please put it in, she begged. Ben's cock was well lubricated, so he lined himself up and pushed forward. The head popped in and Gabriella squeaked, which turned into a deep groan as he pushed deeper and deeper into her. As he almost reached bottom, she began to shake. Fuck! Oh, 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 so big! Sue deep, she whispered with her eyes closed in concentration. Ben couldn't recall hearing Gabriella swear before and it made him grin. He pulled out to the head and pushed in again, all the way to the base. Gabriella's breath gusted out. Oh, oh God, so good, she cried. Ben hooked her legs behind his arms and began to pound into her, 
in long, fast strokes. The impact at the end of each stroke made her squeal as her clit was slapped. Yes, Ben, that's good, like that. Oh, 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 God. Gabriella was becoming quite vocal, and Ben loved it. He increased his pace until he was slamming into her like a machine. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm coming, Gabriella suddenly yelled as a huge orgasm swelled over her unexpectedly. Ah, God! Coming, she squealed as her body went into convulsions. Ben's rhythm was broken by her jerking, and her clamping down on his cock was all he needed to push him over top. He drove himself deep one last time, and rode out his second orgasm, with Gabriella grinding against him to prolong her pleasure. He felt her shake and jolt through a few mini-orgasms after her major one. He rested atop the Winnieoman, braced on his elbows, after letting her legs back down. Oh, Ben, that! That was wonderful, Gabriella sighed. Ben saw her eyes begin to close, and she made a mighty yawn. He chuckled. I'm glad you didn't do that during. Her yawn broke into giggles, and she playfully swatted his arm. Ben could see she was really exhausted. The jet lag from her whirlwind weekend had finally caught up to her. He pulled his softening cock from her, and her eyes went wide as she trembled and smiled. I'm just going to close my eyes for a bit, she murmured and was out. Ben padded over to the in-suite and cleaned himself off. He made a damp facecloth with warm water, then went back to the bed. Gabriella was still out, so he gently cleaned her and pulled the blanket up. He considered going home, but she'd asked him to stay, so he slipped under the sheets and tucked her up against him. Gabriella's sleeping face was so beautiful and peaceful, he gently kissed her temple and closed his eyes. Sleep took him quickly. The next morning, Ben awoke to beautiful green eyes looking into his. Gabriella had a sweet smile on her lips. Good morning, she said. Good morning, beautiful, he replied. Will you stay for breakfast? she asked. Sure. She gave him a quick kiss, then slipped out of bed. He headed over to the in-suite to freshen up a little, and Ben got dressed. She came out in a big fluffy housecoat, and he scooped her up in a hug. Once she was back on her feet, they headed down to the kitchen. Gabriella made a pot of coffee, and Ben sat at the kitchen table, watching her move around preparing breakfast for her kids and themselves. How went your evening with Rochelle? she asked out of the blue. She was still having trouble with the emotional intimacy, so I told her to just have fun. She seemed really relieved once I said that. He paused, thinking how it almost ended very badly. Gabriella caught his frown. But, she prompted. No, the evening was really nice and she slept over, but when I woke the next morning, at my back was Tina, Lisa, and Laurie, in that order, all naked. Gabriella gasped in concern for Rochelle. They'd been out clubbing and got drunk, and thought it would be a good idea to get into bed with Rochelle and I. Don't worry, I managed to get Rochelle out of the bed and house without waking the others. She's fine, Gabriella breathed a sigh of relief. 